You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Boker Broadcast. I am Seth Cohen, and with me as always is... Steve Rabideau. And not with me as always, but certainly happy he is here today is... Stephen King. All right. We are doing our WTC wrap-up cast today. Uh, but before we get into that, we always like to talk about the things that have happened and things that are coming. We played in an event yesterday at Portal Comics and Games, all right? All three of us, yeah. Yes, all three. I was there for a limited amount of time. Uh, so that was a, a standard 100-point event. And how did it all work out? Because I had to leave early. I have no idea. I won with the Cephalix. Yeah, look at that. Win with Cephalix. I came in second with Brian Bloods. Oh, so. nice. What do you think? Cephalix getting a big old nerf come January? It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not not sure the level it's going to happen, but I, I I would be shocked if it did not happen. What are your top three predicted nerfs? So my predicted nerfs and what I think should happen is probably going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard uh, somebody made an interesting suggestion uh, that the crippling grasp on Texas should be changed to Curse of Shadows. So you still have an mm-hmm. armor debuff, but it doesn't allow him to like lock large targets. Okay. Kind of time lock certain okay. models, mm-hmm. um, which would be interesting. I don't know if that switches the matchup that much. I think what I would like, to, I, I think every, I respect those players and hate me for suggesting this, but I think what I'd like to see happen is I'd like to see the drudges lose shield guard and give it back to the wardens. Mm. Okay. So that way the entire faction is not shield guards. Like you can shoot it and you can play. Oh the game yeah, yeah, yeah. You, have yeah. To, you can play the hyper aggressive game. You, you can play. All, you can play around it, but it. The faction is basically immune to shooting right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, every time at the WTC I saw the Steflex players matched up against each other, <laughs> I would walk by and go, you deserve this. Uh-huh. This is what you deserve. And uh-huh. they do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, and you took second there with the Brian Bloods. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, fight my way through Kador, which I did not do successfully. Okay. Uh, and then Kador again, which I did do successfully. And then... Uh, Barney 2 got real close, and it was not smart. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, you live and learn. (laughs) Yeah. I was there with my son. He was, of course, brought my Orgoth, which I refuse to call his Orgoth, because I bought them and painted them. Mm -hmm. He's he's borrowing them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, he actually won his very first tournament game there against David Lee. Nice. Uh, Did David throw that game? Did he, uh, you know, leave leave some things open? Some questions are better off than that. That is correct. <laughs> but uh, and, and and he actually had reached a point. He had like a minute and a half left on his clock. This is my son. He had a minute mm-hmm. and a half left on his clock, and he's like, I, I, I've just lost this game. And we're all standing around going, No, no, he left you an assassination there. And we <laughs> we talked him through it, and he got it. And um, uh, you know, but he he would have had fun regardless. And then uh, after that game was over, neither of us were feeling well, so it was uh, we're just gonna go because I had won also. I'd, I'd come with my uh, my legacy Kador, and uh, I had played Sorsha two, mm-hmm. and then I was within seventeen inches of the other caster, yeah. and there. yeah, and that's what and Sorsha did what she did. It was still down to the last die. It feels like it comes up that that's usually how it goes. Yeah, it's like it comes down to the last die. Well, it, it, the caster had one fury on him. Okay. And who were you playing into? Uh, I was playing into not not the not uh, 
what are the two Brian Blood casters? We've got Boomhaller. It wasn't Boomhaller. It was uh, the Fire other. Quill. Fire Quill. It was Fire Quill. Okay. So I thought I could shave off that fury with rockets, and I could not. Mm-hmm. And then I just didn't have anything else that could reach there that wouldn't block the lane for Sorsha mm-hmm. to, to, to make her, her big run. And um, it came down to the last die. But when you're... On feet turn, when you're blowing up 24 points of damage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they run out of places quick to transfer to, to, to transfer yeah. that and, and 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 still be able to make it. Now, did you um, on what hit did you crit freeze him? The last one. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, that's always that's always like how well that assassination run goes. Is yes. Like what hit crit freezes? Yeah. So the last hit crit crit froze. I think I want to say I probably did more than thirty some odd points of damage on that hit, because mm-hmm. I'm rolling four dice, right. and uh, um, yeah, it was ugly. So I squeaked that one out, and then we were both like, we're tired. I'm like, well, we we if both of us leave and we both win, that doesn't really mess up the the event. Mm-hmm. So uh, off we went. I'm glad you guys did well. Looking ahead, we have the uh, top deck games in Cherry Hill, December sixteenth. There's going to be a tournament, which I will definitely be attending because it's my birthday. Nice. Yeah. And, and it's put on by the Delaware crew. Yep. yep. And I believe it's some sort of Secret Santa event. I don't know what that means, but I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I I, I don't that, remember. It's not a real Secret Santa. No, I know, but it's like it's, there's something. The, yeah, there's there, there's something. We'll we'll get the details. Uh, those guys those guys do amazing work. So whatever they're planning, it's going to be fantastic. And then of course next weekend is Warfare Weekend, where I will be attending for the very first time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, no one locally is going with me, so that'll be interesting. But uh, it, it, it's funny because Eric Gonzalez and I have developed this friendship over the last two years. We talk, you know. Once or twice a week sometimes. We've never met in person. Mm-hmm. Never met in person. So I was teasing. We were talking to him yesterday, and he said, uh, I said, you're going to recognize me? You know, who, you know who I am? And he's like, as if I'm going to miss that big bald head anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. So I guess the answer is yes. I will recognize you just fine. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll give you a post-Warfare weekend report. Uh, certainly after that. But we are here today to talk about the WTC, which took place in Copenhagen two weeks ago now? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago. Feels like yesterday. What a, what a fantastic, fantastic trip. It was everything that I hoped it would be. And we have Steve King with us. He was there as a player. I was there as head judge. And uh, Did you guys ever interact? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was, was... It, was it a ton of judge calls? Was Steve no. King just out of, just out <laughs> of control? Line. No, we can no. get this one out of the way real easy. No, there was one call, and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we, can get, we can get this one out of the way real easy. He was playing a German player, and, oh, gosh, and I like this guy so much, and I can't, I'm blanking on his name again. I do this all the time. I'm sorry. Um, he and I got to be friendly last year, mm. and uh, uh, and he had, he had put too many units on the board. No, so he was playing Cricks, and he was playing Scabbers, and he had... On the table, he placed uh, two units of Bane Warriors and two units of Bane Knights. When we were, I was doing damage to some of his models, and he re- he opened his you know phone to market, and he realized that he had made a mistake. What his list was was three units of Bane Warriors and one unit of Bane Knights. Mm, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we we're like, um, uh, let's call a judge. I don't know how to resolve this. Yeah, and and, and be, <laughs> yeah, calling and, a judge is a good way yeah. to just like. Yeah. Let the judge make the decision. And there, there, and and he had absolutely done it by mistake. There was no question. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah. It he called out his own mistake. You know. Yeah. And there are two ways to handle it. One is you remove the models from the table, mm-hmm. right? Or the other is you know, can we do some kind of proxy swap? So Steve was like, well, you know, he he can't just put down another UA. I was just about. It's my turn. I was just about to take two UAs out. Now you're going to put a third down there. Sure. So sure. we're like, okay, well, we won't put down the UA. 
and we'll, we'll we'll proxy, and then he was cool with that, and you know everyone was cool with it. We just kept playing, so mm-hmm. that, that that was that, swap the the knights for the thralls. Yeah, swap. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Kept kept moving on with their lives. It didn't really change the outcome of the game. I don't think. Yeah, at all. yeah. Now I don't know if you know this, but that was actually his first weekend playing Mark IV. <laughs> yeah, he did have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't as much of that as you would think, but there was some. Okay, there, there was some. There was yeah, some on the weekend. And. I just want to emphasize, I'm a big fan of in any situation where something is like really happening outside of the rules of the game, where it's just like, okay, well, the rules don't cover what do you do if you make a mistake like that, right? Call a judge over every time. Yeah. Just because I there is this sort of like instinct maybe to be like, well, I mean, uh, am I a good person if I just play it as it lies, which then puts the onus on the person who's been wronged you know not that it's like a huge wrong but it puts the onus on the person who's been wrong to be like no it's fine which i think is just not good. you don't know if it's really fine is it really fine yeah Yeah, exactly so always call it because it's not fair to the person being wrong to be like no it's cool or no you should dq yourself or what you know what i mean yeah well there was it's funny that you you talk about that there was another situation where um a player uh, i got called over the table and the guy was really really upset he was really loud and he went through this really long, long explanation as he was trying to explain what was happening. The other guy was trying to explain, uh, you know, what he it, it, what, what he thought was happening. And then the two of them, you got to let me talk. I'm like, okay, everyone's got to calm down. And when it all was said and done, what had happened was one model had, because there were multiple units attacking one, uh, one warjack. Uh-huh. And they were all very similar units, very similar looking units. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the other player had accidentally uh, had one model attack with... An extra die at plus two. So I said, okay, so when we're all done with all this, and, and he's illegal game state, illegal game state, it's not an illegal game state. A mistake has been made. You have to apply damage correctly. That's it's still in the judge's document. Mm-hmm. One model did one attack at D6 plus two, right? That's our issue. Yes. And we know that it was an intentional. And oh, no, no, it wasn't intentional. And, and I got to say to the guy's credit, he was like, yeah, I'm not blaming you for anything. I'm just saying I don't like this situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, all right, remove eight points from that model, and we're done. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, that, that seems very punitive. Why doesn't he just roll a die six? I'm like, well, if that's what you were going to do, why did you call me over here? But okay. Mm-hmm. And he rolled a six anyway. <laughs> so we removed, yeah, yeah, so we removed eight points of damage from that model, and we just kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But anyway, we'll, we'll get into some more, uh, some more nitty-gritty in a bit. Uh, because certainly for the WTC, getting there is half the fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and although yeah. I don't know if I would call 12 hours on planes on the way there fun. That was a long trip. Uh, did you guys fly I'll direct go. or? No, you can't do that. Uh, okay. We, yeah. we flew from JFK to uh, Heathrow. London, yeah. London Heathrow, which everyone knows is fun. And, and for it. those who don't know, getting to JFK in Queens, New York is a trial in itself. Yes. It's yeah. The absolute worst, yeah. 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 If you're yeah. going to come internationally for the Boca Brawl, I suggest Newark International Airport. If you can, Newark, JFK is going to get you an hour and a half on the on uh, on the Belt Parkway yep. uh, through Staten Island. Past LaGuardia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that was it. Was a long flight in. It was JFK to Heathrow. Heathrow. I'd never experienced Heathrow before, and apparently our experience was not unique. Which is, we get off the plane and then so, we were okay. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. We got off the plane. We couldn't find our thing on the board, our flight on the board. We go downstairs. We There's a larger board, which did have our flight yes, on it. Yes, yes. It was at a different terminal, so we had to take the train to another terminal. We had to go through, you know, you know, transfer security there. We get to the right terminal, uh, but they don't tell us which gate you're at. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So it says, it says the gate will be told. You will tell you which gate it is. Fifteen minutes before your flight. Yeah. And how big is this terminal? Great question. It's that small. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, fifteen minutes comes. We'll tell you soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ten minutes. <laughs> All right, here you go. So if it was real far, we would have had a hell of a run. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it was it was not that bad. We we made it with plenty of time to spare. Yeah. Uh, we we did not have the the hectic uh, run, last minute running that a lot of people have had at that airport. I've yeah. Heard, I've sort of heard some horror stories. Yeah. Um, but. And then, oh, uh, no, we got through it. Okay. yeah, but I'll tell you, I've never flown British Airways before. Oh my gosh. At some point I'm like, please stop feeding me. They kept, kept bringing food out. It was like, it must've been nice. five separate times while we were on the overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Okay. From, from JFK there. Yeah. To, to Heathrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we get there and, uh, I, and, and Chris Gunther, what a stand up guy. I mean, I would never say this to his face and he's not going to listen to the podcast so I can say it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a super amazing guy. I had asked him. Honorary I said, Steve. By <laughs> right. Right. I had asked him, I said, uh, Hey, it would be amazing. You're there for the whole week. I'm not getting in there until Thursday. Can you, can we like do what we did last time last year when we went to, um, uh, Belgium and like, just as soon as we hit the ground. We start doing stuff. We start touring things. So he set up all these things to do. And he's like, all right, you've landed. Meet us at uh, the Round Tower, and which is you know a landmark. Um, and we had gotten they had what they call the Copenhagen Pass. You can literally, it's, a, it's an all-rail pass. It's a car that you put on your phone, and it gets you into all sorts of museums mm-hmm. and places for free. So it pays for itself beyond the, the rail. And... Uh, we're at the hotel, and we're like, okay, we'll ch- check our bags so the rooms aren't ready, and off we go, and then in comes walking Nate. And Nate's like, <laughs> okay, let me uh, let me drop my bags, get my room, let me just freshen up real quick, and then I'll go with you. We're not going to leave him behind, right. right? So I'm like, all right, Chris, we're just a little delayed. And then there was a problem with his room. Well, no, no, so he couldn't get in yet, uh, or he... Because he, he ended up changing the downstairs bathroom. He didn't get into his room. Yeah, but I think they didn't have a room for him initially. Right, right. They figured it out. Oh, like yeah, straight they, up. Yeah, no they room. had to yeah. talk to Gail, yeah. But yeah, they got it okay. uh, So we, we picked him up. Yep. Went on to the metro. Yep. Got to the center of the city. Yep. And then and then uh, Justin Dew is like, calls me. And he's like, okay, I'm 10 minutes from you. I'll meet you at the station. And then we will walk over to Chris Gunther and crew together. So the end of this story is we're an hour late. Right? Like they, they waited around for us for an hour. To pick up everybody. Yeah, to pick up everybody. Uh, but uh, stories, yep. yeah, and we, we did the we did the round tower, which is an observatory that they, you know, uh, mm. historic observatory that they built with one big giant ramp. And mm. the story is, is that the, the king wanted to ride his horse up the tower, hmm. but also uh, more accurately is they didn't want the the students to have to mount steps carrying loads of books and equipment, hmm. so it was easier for them to walk. And then off of offshoots of, of the different landings on the tower were different like displays and things. So very we did, cool. Yeah, we did that. Uh, we went to the I want church want... right downstairs with the church. oh yeah yeah there's church. a church a beautiful church there, um, and then we went to. Uh, the Rosenborg Palace? Is that which one we went to? There were like three palaces. Rosenborg Castle, mm-hmm. yeah. Castle, that's it. Which was through a garden, which even though uh, it was uh, very very cold, very fall weather, mm-hmm. still very pretty. And then they had the crown jewels there. Mm. And uh, that was really cool. Like we walked into the crown jewel display mm-hmm. and immediately they're like, you have to be more quiet than you are being. These are sound sensitive, you know, uh, displays. Because like, oh, right, these are the crown jewels right yeah <laughs> and then it was a big faraday cage there was no signal of any kind huh. and uh and that was really neat and then uh i think from there like half the group at that point had decided they were too hungry to go see so they went and got food 
And then from there we went and got more food, right? I think we went to the restaurant at that point. Well, they, yeah, they broke up before we went to the castle. I think some of them went to go get food, and then we went to the castle and then got food. Then got food, yeah. and we all and we and they have what's famous in uh, Copenhagen or I guess uh, Denmark. Denmark as a whole is 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 uh, like a flatbread that they they put like really good food on, and from what I understand, people get like multiples. I only got one, but, you know. We would but, call it an open face sandwich. They do not call it that. No, but it's not. <laughs> but it's also not really an open no, face sandwich. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it it is a slice of bread, and uh, it, it was really good. Um, and then of course beer, right? Uh, and then uh, then it was back to the back to the hotel, right? For for the first night of yeah, well, we stayed up till like eleven thirty, and we got there at eleven thirty in the morning local time. Mm-hmm. So we had, by the way, not slept on this right. airways flight, right? No. Like at all, no. So we were like pushing through, like we we're twenty four hours no sleep at this point to to beat the jet lag, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then, I guess that is the the disadvantage of coming in right before. Maybe yes. as a player more than a judge is your jet lag. No, but we, no, I needed we, to be awake it, too. It worked out. It worked out very well. <laughs> okay, yeah, good, it did. Good. Although I shot awake at two a.m. and uh-huh. I, I needed two hours to fall back asleep. I was actually sharing a room. Time with for Doug. school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was sharing a room with Doug Hamilton, which was neat. Okay, uh, you know, I'd certainly met and, and had a long conversation with Doug before, but it was, it was mm-hmm. cool sharing a room with him. And. Uh, yeah, so then Friday, we did the bakery tour, which was my favorite part. I think that was the best part of the whole trip. It, it really, yeah. Well, you know you know me. I'm a researcher by nature, so I did my research, right? I wanted uh-huh. to check out the bakeries. We got in the name of a good bakery from one of the local folks, and we just got on the metro and went there. And we, I walked in. I said, what are you famous for? Oh, we make the best whatever it's called. Sure. And it was a flaky pastry with poppy seed on top, and it had like an almondish filling. Okay. And yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. It was great. Excellent. And I said to that person, hey, where would you go? If you like didn't work here and you, you were, didn't want this, yeah, where would you go? And they sent us to Peter's, Peter's, yeah, St. Peter's. Yeah, um, and instead of asking them what what they would recommend, they had a window, and like we walked up as they were putting stuff in the window, and we we're like, oh, we're getting that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, you didn't need to ask. You didn't yeah, right, right. You're getting right. Yeah. And then we're all outside, and a lot of us were like, like all of us got like one thing and like cutting it up and sharing and giving yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. little bites around it. It was amazing. And then I walked back in and I said to the woman behind the counter, I said, uh, where, where would you where would you send us next? Because you know when you work in a bakery, the last thing you want to do is discuss bakeries. I said, okay, I'm not not trying to have a conversation with you. I would like a recommendation. Well, where have you been? So we told her where we've been, and then she said, you need a boutique. You need a boutique fancy bakery now. So she sent us to Juno the Baker, which I had read about, and I, and I was hoping would come up as, as something that we should do. Yeah, it's definitely the furthest out of any other. Oh, yeah. And what's interesting is that Copenhagen has more Michelin star rated restaurants than any place else in oh, Europe. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Juno the baker was the head baker for some four-star rated Michelin restaurant and decided they just wanted to open their own bakery. Huh. So we went out there and I walked up to the counter. I said, what are you known for? There it is. It was amazing. Right. And then, uh, and there was, there wasn't a line. But while we were there eating, well, we, we the were, line formed. We were the line because there was like eight of us. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time we were done, there was a new line. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh. And that was that, that. was far out, though. That was it. Was a far yeah, walk we, we from the metro the stop. Changeover at the you know, we had to change over to a different line and get yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that and at that point we're like, okay, we have to stop this. We need to do other things. We could just do this for the rest of the day. Right. That sounds delightful, though. Just like uh, going from bakery to bakery. Oh, and it was at amazing. Each bakery, you're just like, what are you known for? Yeah. Where should we go next? Go and next. it's just like. 
It was great. That sounds that incredible. From Seven to ten a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, that it sounds was, amazing. It was great. And then we did a, a canal tour. Yes. Right, and then and that's at that famous North Harbor, which is where you see the pastel-colored buildings. Mm-hmm. And then when that was over, we got lunch. We got lunch. Uh, and now, what was interesting was that Ryan Schmidt had planned to propose mm. to his girlfriend, brought her with her. Mm-hmm. She is lovely. Honestly, I tried several times to explain who Ryan Schmidt was to her because she clearly didn't know. But no, she's right. going to marry him anyway. All right. Yeah, yeah. What can no I tell spoilers. you? Spoilers. What can I tell you? So, but we all knew, right? He showed mm-hmm. everyone the ring. He knew, we, and, and they, he wanted to propose at the at the garden, the, the garden. botanical gardens. So we're sitting there eating lunch and we're finishing up. And he's like, um, guys, you know, we forgot that things kind of close a little earlier in Europe and it's going to be closed in an hour and a half. We're all like, <clears throat> spitting out our food. We got to go. She's like, what's the rush? There's no rush. We just like to see these gardens. We're botanical garden people. Let's go. And uh, we go down there and we can't find the way in. <laughs> we're, we're circling the damn thing. We can't find the way in. And finally behind the gate, someone says, hey, what's that sign say? Now, in our defense, the sign was in English, and it said temporarily closed. Mm. So at that point, they had not seen the round tower. They went off to, you know, see the round tower, and he proposed at the top. And, you know, obviously she said yes, and congratulations to them. I'm very happy for them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, this honestly, is like the first public announcement, I think, on our, our podcast. It was on Facebook. <laughs> it, was on face- it was on Facebook already. Okay, and, but and, podcast-wise, yes. I don't think they've released their podcast, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure we are breaking the news here. Oh, so the, the, congratulations. Yeah, give Ryan yet another reason to be angry at me. But, uh, it, it, no, honestly, it, she she was lovely, mm-hmm. and it's always great mm-hmm. getting to hang out with Ryan. Which, again, confusing. Yeah, very, Ryan. very. Um, so, uh, uh so that, so that was Friday, and then uh, where did we end up? Well, we, we had dinner at the hotel that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because we came back. Uh, you went down there. I think you were helping set up yep. a little bit. Uh, some people were playing games already, so I was hanging yep. out, talking to some guys, watching some games. Yep. Uh, and then we got, I guess we got distracted just talking to people, yeah. and it got so late, and we're like, when are we getting food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time we made our way upstairs, uh, the only thing that was still available was the buffet dinner. Right, So we got right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, WTC, uh, uh, I, I have to say, two years now of it, and I, I can't say that either hotel has nailed the food thing particularly well. Mm. We were not. That's interesting. It was, it was a very strange selection. And, uh, yeah, uh, I had asked a, a Danish guy, actually. I was like, so is this typical, you know, of, you know, your country, what do you eat on the other? He goes, no, this is very strange. It's just this hotel. I have no idea why they're serving us this. Was it, was it like... Well, I guess this is for dinner, but like, was the breakfast very like British? Because I've experienced that in Europe, where the, there's like kind of beans everywhere, and then like different kinds there of sausages. Beans it's, it's, it, was, it was a little bit. It wasn't a focus. I think their their breakfast was. Uh, I think was more European focused for sure. There's cheeses and little meats and uh, yep. yogurt station, which yep. was actually very good. Mm. Um, the eggs were awful. Um, the the <laughs> eggs were like liquid. They were. Disgraceful. I don't think they were. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not trying to say they were instant eggs. I think they took real eggs and then just added so much liquid to them that it was a soup. Mm. Yeah, a soup. But all in all, breakfast was fine. Uh, Lunch was the strangest, though, for sure. During the yeah, they were Uh, they were bowls. They were cold cold bowls, and they were filled with uh, rice and all kinds of other healthy options that I can't pronounce. Uh, Yeah, Um, that didn't taste good. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but you know, hey, we're not we weren't we weren't at the hotel for the food. What can I tell you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Friday night was interesting for me because. like so last year in Belgium I had a team of judges mm-hmm. there were six of us and we had our judge meeting and there were lots of things to discuss this year it was me and uh Peter Cornelius 
And Peter is local, so he was coming in Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and he was leaving each night. So I was like, so I went upstairs to the 10th floor where there was a bar, and like all the Americans were up there drinking. I'm like, oh, okay, got my drink. And they're like, okay, we're going to our team meetings, bye. Okay, I'll just sit here with my drink then, here on the <laughs> 10th floor, and try not to look like a giant loser. <sighs> right, unsuccessfully. So that that was a little weird. But... Um, you can sit in the window and look like you're, you know, yeah. surveying the scenery. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, so that was the touristy part of it. So then uh, Saturday morning, well, you know. So, so it's interesting to hear, yeah, I, this is common, people playing games the night oh, yeah. before. Oh, yeah. Which I've played um, uh, Bed Machine, where yeah. you, you, put the, you put the board on the bed and, and yeah. you just play in the hotel room. <laughs> right, right. And it just, it always amazes me, the, the level of dedication and just like fun. Yeah though, that people are having. No one's practicing at that time. Right. They're there because they want to play. Yeah, yeah great. I, although I did make I did make judge calls. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. People, That's how people want to play. People recognize me, you know, uh, from last year, and they're like, hey, can you help us? Sure, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, lots of great conversations. I, I mean, I have a problem with names. I always have. And I all these people who I remember sitting with and talking with and having really fantastic conversations with last year all came back up to me and oh and God help me I could not remember one of their names and I felt terrible I felt mm-hmm. like an awful human being, but uh, it hey, was they just got to remember one yeah <laughs> so don't feel bad fair enough but but still you know you try to make an effort because clearly they had made an effort mm. right and, and I, suggest name tags next year yeah yeah it's mm, a good good name suggestion. tags is actually a really good idea yeah, fair enough so uh, so Saturday morning. So uh, things did not really go off without a hitch. I can't say that they did. Uh, and and we started off, we didn't have a terrain document. Mm, it had not been mm, updated. Mm-hmm. And hey, to Gil's credit, he stood up there and said, look, folks, that's on me. I'm really sorry. And then Zosha, during the event, kept updating the terrain document. And, uh, and something like that, for any large-scale event, is really important, much less like or the WTC, where you have yeah. people coming from countries you know, yeah. across yeah. the globe. Um. But, you know, look, he owned it, right? What can he say except, sorry, I didn't get this done. And, you know, good on Zosha for getting it done. And, you know, and, and the players were really great about uh, uh, flexibility, understanding what what, uh, what these things were and coming to agreements beforehand. Right. As part of my whole judge intro, I talked about how last year I saw the biggest issue being players not talking to each other, mm-hmm. right? Not, not clearing things, not having... Uh, uh, Discussing intent. Discussing intent, right? That, that's really the biggest thing. And I got to tell you, they took it to heart. Everyone was amazing through the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they were really fantastic. It was such a pleasure to be there. And with just me and Peter running the floor, it was really common for there to be four judge calls at a time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and because uh, people reach the same kind of game state at the same time, sure, right? Yeah. And how, um, how many teams was it? It was, uh, it was 120 20, people, so 24 teams? 24 teams? Yeah, okay. So uh, the, the, the round timer was, was, was all off. Like we were trying to run a hard round timer, but we would look at these people who had more time on their clock and Peter would be like, we stood there for five minutes for a judge call and they waited five minutes for us to get there. Right. So it, with almost without an exception, we let games play out. Mm-hmm. For an event that size, I don't think it was that bad. Like we had plenty of time where it kicked down the hall and you know like yeah, away. Yeah. It, was, it was not that it's not bad. We well, were, we got scheduled playing three games one day, two games the next. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, this is going to sound old fashioned of me, but when the the event organizer says, "Seth, I want these things to run on time," I want them to run well, on time. I right? appreciate when the events run on time too, yeah. but you know, I give them a little leeway in that kind of that kind yeah. of size of event. I don't think anyone had an issue uh, with with the timing on the games. Everything everything played out. There was one one game for the entire weekend where I'm like looking at the dude and I'm like. Why do you have thirty five minutes on your clock? 
And he's like, oh, because we messed up our clock at some point. And, and if you need us to stop, I'm like, no, no, keep playing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then there were t- – the clocks, I guess, like were getting old because there were three clocks over the weekend that just broke. Mm-hmm. And in all three of those situations, I, oh, I got to say, it was such a pleasure. The players looked at me and said, this is how much time should be on my clock. This is how much time should be on their clock. Get a new clock, set the clock, put it down, start playing. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, they were really simple solutions. Nobody argued about time. Mm-hmm. And uh, – yeah, it was just just a fantastic group. Walking in, I was worried about a couple of things. The issue that we've been discussing for months, you know, with the with the unit charge. Uh, every time it came up, I pulled out the the flowchart. People looked at the flowchart. We moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person pointed out to me before the whole event started. They said, "You know, there's a hole in the rules." I'm like, fantastic. What's the hole in the rules? Well, if you look at the timing chart, the point where you apply damage. So you roll damage on a Warjack or a Warbeast or Monstrosity or whatever, but then the Column Die is starts the application of damage, which is a separate step in the timing chart, which means that if you have a damage re-roll available to you, mm-hmm. once you've rolled that Column Die, you've, you've lost that opportunity because you're no longer in that part of the timing chart. Right, and like the intent being... You don't get to realize, like, well, I if I do one more point of damage, I will cripple the cortex. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, man, for 20 years, I have put the column die in the damage roll. Everybody has. That's ridiculous. Is suddenly at the WTC say we're going to play this differently. I said, I'll tell you what. If that's the way you want to play it, then at the start of the game, every opponent should know that that's how you expect it to be played because that's the rules. And that's what that dude did to his credit, right? You know, and uh, but then someone else who had learned that little little rules hole, yeah, that little interaction, played gotcha with it somebody later in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and the guy looked at me and he says, we've always, I said, yes, I completely agree with you. However, strictly by the rules, they're right. So I looked at the guy who was playing gotcha and I said, hey, how about you just let him re-roll the column die along with the re-roll on the damage? He's like, well, and I was about to say, let me rephrase. That's I'm making funny. a ruling. This is what you're going to do, and I'll take whatever heat is required because that's awful. But then the guy he was playing the, the, uh, said, no, no, he said, Seth, it's okay. It's fine. And he said to me later that it just wasn't a good game, and he was very just willing to get out of the game. The game didn't matter for the team. He was just, he was happy to be done with it. Mm-hmm. So, and I, yeah, and it was fine. That was the only. Well, I think that's a yeah. fair solution. Look, you just have to just just roll it at the same time and just re-roll when you have a re-roll. Like, yeah, re-roll all the dice. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, I, I think that's that's one of those things where it's like, technically the rule is this, right? And I'm I am for playing like what the rules are. Yeah. Um, I do think like if I'm I, I thought about this a lot when I was playing like. Morgul or whoever like is like a caster with apparition mm-hmm. and it's like oh well does it really matter i mean there are corner cases where like oh does it really matter if i apparition before i do fury or after blah 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 and it's like well i could just learn the rule yeah <laughs> i could just not i could not ask my opponent and be like i'm just gonna do a little soup here and whatever and it's like no i could just learn the rule right yeah but yeah this is a very common thing and it's like it's expected yeah almost yeah like, like you roll it at the same time yeah and so I, I i think the line is the person being like hey just so you know this is not correct yeah um you should be doing this instead yeah versus oh nope sorry you can't re-roll right that like there's a big difference between a gotcha right. and if a, you told them at the start of the game and they continue to do that and, yeah fine and, and, you and they're playing with, with fire you with your opponent yeah. to play that way and then you did that sure I gotcha, but. And the person who brought it up to me did that. He was, you know, like, right. look, this is how we're going to play it, which is great. Yeah, it's just yep. somebody else. Yep. Just, yep. Yeah. Again, like what you said, clear expectations from yep. the start of the game. 
versus I think we've talked about this sort of thing where it's like halfway through the game you start putting tough checks on your opponent's clock and yep. like so it gets kind of messy where you know, stuff yep. like that like yep. it's just better to start how you're gonna finish yep I completely agree um, so some other rules things that came up something I had not uh, uh, encountered before uh, Oscar he was on the winning uh, Swedish team calls me over and I don't think it was top table he called me I think it was around before he calls me over and he says okay I've got two models one of them is knocked down um, the other one is not they're part of a unit the guy who's not knocked down charges does the guy who is I activate the unit I shake the knockdown give mm -hmm. shake it uh, surrender his movement mm -hmm. does he get an attack after he's placed because he does get placed along with the other model mm -hmm. and I was reading through the rules and I said no I don't think so and he says well it says that you don't get an attack um, if you have an effect that made it unable for you to charge, but he could have, he was standing up, he, you know, that that effect has been shaken. And there are other rules, like it's really, it's really intense and convoluted. Mm -hmm. And we we're talking about it for a while, and finally I said, all right, listen, we've been talking about this for a few minutes. I'm going to make a ruling, and we're going to move on, and we're going we're gonna to do it where he doesn't get an attack. And he says, I think you're wrong. I said, I appreciate that. I'm going to keep looking into it, but you need to keep playing your game. And suddenly, you know, the self-doubt creeps in. I'm like, oh, God, did I mess that up? Did I, you know, I hope I didn't mess that up. And I walked over to um, Mike Garabini and uh, Ryan Schmidt, and I think Corey was sitting there also. And I'd commented to them earlier in the, in the day. They were like, hey, Seth, how's it going? And I said, you know what? I really feel like I leveled up this weekend. I really feel like I'm on top of my game. I'd, and I'd said that, I think, the day before. So I said, oh, I think I just messed something up. And... Uh, Mike says, it's on the forum. I said, oh, no, is it ruled? Is it ruled and on the forum? He says, well, let me check. And he opens it up. And sure enough, it's on the forum, but it's not ruled on. Oh. So there's been no ruling, so then my judgment can stand. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I, I, I feel better. All right, I, you know, I made a judgment call. I, I'm confident in my judgment call. I still think I'm right, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and then Ryan looks at me and goes, or you can put on your big boy pants. Remember, you leveled up. Stop being mm -hmm. such a whiny bitch. <laughs> like, Thanks, Ryan. That's exactly what I needed to hear. So, uh, so there was that rules call, um, but Oscar was great. After the game, I'd said to him, I said, listen, it's on the forum, but it's not ruled on, so I yeah. feel comfortable. He goes, no, no, you had to make a decision. It's all good, and like, just what you want a player to do, and thank, you know, and he went on to win, him and his team went on to win the whole event, so, you know, and then I got to tell you, when it, the, the final table was uh, German, one of the German teams and one of the Swedish teams, and I'm looking at the players on the table, and I turned to Peter, the other judge, and I said, Peter, mark my words. We are going to help with line of sight, and we're going to help with measurements, and they're not going to need us for anything else. And sure enough, I was right. Those guys played their games. And I want to say that there were two games on that in that uh, set of five. Maybe it was just one where the players looked at each other and were like, okay, I flip the clock, you do this. I flip the clock, I do that. This game's really just essentially over, and they shook hands, right? And the reason this is so important to me is because last year, I can't say the top tables played that way. There was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, to, you know, we shouldn't be held to the time for, for, for pairings. We should be allowed more time. We should, be, we should be able to play this way. We should be able to play that way. Mm -hmm. Top teams in the WTC this year, like they barely needed us. And they just played their games. And, uh, and it was so amazing to see. They were amazing players. Those guys, they, they came to win. They did not come to win at all costs. They came, they came mm -hmm. to play their best war machine. And it was evident. When, when, when great players get together, it is just amazing to see. Um, and there's something to be said for, like, we're playing a game, the game has rules, 
And the way that you win in a game is like by winning within the established rules. Right. I don't just like pop my queen across the board in chess and be like, well, I won. You know, yeah. like that's not how it works. Yeah. Like yeah. I won Steve chess, I guess. Yeah. But like I didn't win chess, <laughs> right? So like if you're going to go to the WTC and play War Machine, you play within the established boundaries because otherwise you didn't win War Machine. You, you, you won whatever game you, you were won playing. whatever you were playing. Yeah. Which yeah. is not what we're here to do. That is absolutely correct. Um, I did talk to John Swinkles. Uh, I felt bad it was the first thing I said to him after I saw him. But I, I was like, you know, hey, we have all these kind of rules things, and, and, and you guys should really be interested in resolving them. So he talked to me about how to make sure that the, I, I took all the top rules issues for the mm-hmm. weekend and, uh, and and talked to Travis, and, and hopefully very soon they're all going to get resolved. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, but that was my experience at the WTC. I will be judging at uh, the WTC in 24. It is in Dusseldorf. I will not be the head judge. They are bringing back uh, Jason Enos, who's the uh, who had been the head judge for like eight years, mm. uh, and certainly there's you know no competition, right? I just want to be part of the team, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to be there judging. Uh, but Mr. King, let's talk about your your experience at WTC from the players' perspective. Sure. Okay. So uh, originally, I was the alternative uh, player for one of the U.S. teams, uh, and it was abundantly clear they weren't going to need me. So everybody had made all their plans. They were you know nothing had fallen through. Uh, so I was not going to be playing, uh, and then at the last minute, uh, they had an odd number of teams. So uh, Zosha organized a mercenary team to... Sorry, my volume's <laughs> right. So Zosha organized a mercenary team uh, to fill in the gaps, so we had an even number of teams to play the event, so nobody had a buy. Yeah, nothing would be worse than traveling thousands of miles and on thousands of dollars <laughs> to take a buy first round. Buy first round. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it was formed basically all the alter- other alternatives and uh, alternates from other countries and people we could find that were willing to uh, jump on. So uh, it was myself, it was uh, Mike Brady, uh, it was uh, Steve uh, Calamaring from Canada. Another Steve. Yeah, Steve, yep. Uh, we had Oliver, who was an Oregon player from Germany, and we had Martin, who was uh, from Denmark. All right. So we, we rounded out our international mercenary team. Um, we had a couple weeks to uh, discuss strategy, uh, which was... You had jerseys. I was impressed. We had jerseys. How, how did you guys get jerseys on such short notice? Uh, is this the... What's not, that? It's not my... <laughs> oh, not you? It's okay. not me. That's how, that's how we got them so fast. Okay. Um, but, yes, yeah, so everything was, thro- uh, was thrown together very quickly, which is awesome. Uh, and we were, you know, actually, I know I was there and playing, so it was great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately... Uh, one of our companions uh, had a little trouble getting to the WTC. It was a stormy weekend in Copenhagen. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and luckily, the day it really stormed was Saturday, which we were inside anyway, so it wasn't yep. a big deal for any of our players. However, uh, our German player had an awful time attempting yeah. to get to the WTC. Uh, he had multiple trains canceled on him. There were trees down on the tracks. Uh, uh, the, there were there were Swedish players who had trouble getting there because the ferries weren't running because yeah. the seas were too rough. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there, were, there was a lot of issues. Uh, so... So actually, we were not the only team that was missing a player round one. Uh, it was also uh, Sweden Midgard. So I believe the call was made uh, to pair us together. Yep. Uh, so that way we had the same number of players. Um, which, we, you know, we agreed to. It was fine. Um, what we did not realize uh, was how much that was going to mess up the pairing process on our end. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So obviously our goal was, uh, and I met, I met with the, the captain of, of the Swedish team, and we had a discussion about it. We're like, look, I, I, the ideal situation is both our players who are not here are obviously going to play into each other. So that way, four people 
our four people and your four people all get to play a game of War Machine. That's what we want. Uh, and what we'll do is basically if um, we did decided, uh, we talked to the judges and we decided that uh, basically if there was a 2-2 tie, we would do tiebreakers to determine who, uh, who got the win quotes for the final round. Uh, and then we'd also give the buy round to whoever, uh, whichever team won. Yeah. Uh, so like if there was an, you know, a, you know, a three one finish would be a four one finish. Gotcha. Um, so that happened at the brawl once, where we had two teams of four playing each other, and mm-hmm. then they tied mm-hmm. on. Uh, it, it came down to fourth tiebreakers. I want to say it was something like that. It was yeah. crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay, so please continue. Well, that's fine. Uh, so we did. Um, <clears throat> so we decided. Okay, let's not put them up first. We don't know because then it's gonna, it's gonna affect who wins the roll off, right? Because it's gonna change the order in which. We choose matchups, so we'll do it somewhere in the middle. I don't know how. Uh, so we, we started going, and we ended up in a situation where we're like, okay, so he's here, and uh, I'm up. So the question, now I was locked into playing somebody, essentially. Right. Like, is if, I, if I chose the way we talked about and put our players who are both not present together, I was forced to play a particular matchup, um, which was obviously not... Not ideal. Well, it was fine, but it, was, it wasn't really... The pairing process kind of broke down, right? It, yeah. It did yeah. not really mm-hmm. matter who won that role. You know, mm-hmm. we were getting, uh, we kind of got the short end of that stick, I think. However, I don't think it changed anything. I think yeah, my matchup was fine. I was fine with my matchup, so it's whatever. Um, I was played into a convergence player. Uh, he had, uh, we had a great game. Uh, I won on scenario. Uh, I, however, was the only person on my team to win that round. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, so we ended up with a one-four loss that round to gotcha. uh, Sweden Midgard. Uh, we were playing Invasion as the scenario. Yes, yeah. It was uh, so I was okay. Uh, we were down a player. We didn't expect much. So that's it was a good round, right? Right. Uh, so round two happens. Uh, we're now at like eleven in the morning. Our German player is still not present. Oh, oh no! Geez. So we are now playing um, the. Um, England Pendragon. Okay. And then on split decision. Uh, so we are uh, down a player. Our plan is to, they had an Infernals player and a Shadows Retribution player with Thyron, and no one on our team really wanted to play either of those people. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, and who could blame them? And who could blame them, Makes right? Makes sense. So what we did was we said, all right, we'll save our um, buy for the end to dumpster one of those players. And they saved those players because they wanted to select wins for them and we right. saved our buy so at the end of the day um they chose the retribution player to take a buy okay. and uh, i had to play into infernals um and uh i was beaten handily that round do you think in, i'm gonna just quick mm-hmm. se- segue to quick question i was surprised at the number of infernal players at the wtc do i th- think they have a good niche application mm-hmm. in, in the meta right now because uh, they're just so funky okay uh and they they really Kind of present a bunch of unique problems, and they are basically a full faction, even though they're kind of a they were kind of a half faction before. Right. 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 Um, but I don't think they have any issues with the, your army composition. Okay. Uh, and they've got a lot of cool rules. They ignore a lot of things. There's a lot of Iowa sight. There's a lot of true sight. There's a lot of um, answers. I think that that faction. Gotcha. Has. Mm-hmm. And that's why there was that was why there are more than a few at them at the WTC. Yeah. Okay. I think a skill player can really get a lot of mileage out of them. Gotcha. Please continue. Uh, so that's okay. Uh, again, we uh, I got swept on scenario. I uh, could not make anything happen on the Zadarod list. I thought it was bad on paper. It was so much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so uh, we lost that round 0-5. Mm. Uh, so we, we're not doing great. Uh, nope. they, they were a great team, so I'm, I'm not surprised in that result at all. Um, they had an unfortunate round one, so that's why they, they got to mm-hmm. feel much better mm-hmm. about themselves beating up on us. Yep. Um, then round three, we played uh, Norway Hugen on uh, Bunkers. Uh, our... Our RF wire finally arrives. Yeah. <laughs> he arrive. He's like, hey, I'm here. And we're like, great, get on the table. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Put out your models. Yeah. Uh, so we finally have a full team. We were playing, uh, this, this uh, Norwegian team had three Sigmar players out of their five players. Oh. They had a first army of Storm Knights and a Storm Division. Right, right, right. Which was hilarious. And they said next year they're planning to do all Sigmar. And, you know. That's funny. Okay. It's funny that I, I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the team where the the person had the converted MK3 army for their MK4 army? No, I don't think so. That caused. No, I don't think so. Okay, that caused quite a stir, uh, you know, because there was um, uh, just to pause your story a second. Mm. There were a lot of conversion requests uh, for WTC this year, more than than last year, if I remember correctly. But of course, more models were out last year that people could play, um, and certain things got shot down. There were a lot of Invictuses that were converted. I and, saw uh, some of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was someone who had a Signar army. They were converted models from MK3 to be an entire MK4 army. Yes. Um, and, and people did not like that. And, and I mean, even though they followed the rules in Seamroller, that, that, that did not sit well with folks, especially folks with stuff mm-hmm. that they were told they, could, they couldn't have. So, uh, yeah, interesting. They did put a lot of effort into that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I also mentioned this, I just... You know, from my perspective as well, I mean, I had models that were converted that were approved as well. Yes. Uh, so, you know. But honestly, your monstrosity conversions, unless you point out that they're conversions, people don't really know. Okay. They think you've repositioned arms. Well, That's you. really I spent yeah. a lot of time on that. Yeah, so. and it shows. Those are, those are, when they say converting a model, I think in the Steamroller document, those particular monstrosities you created are what they envision people doing. But I digress. Please continue. Uh, all right, anyway, uh, so I played into uh, Armored Core this round, uh, which is, I was like, fantastic, I can finally play Siphon. Uh, <laughs> I got a nice, honest game yep. where all we do is talk numbers yep, with right. a our player. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Uh, so, uh, uh, let's see, I won that game. Uh, however, uh, I was the only player on my team to win a game that round again. <laughs> <laughs> alas. Uh, alas. It, it, it wasn't bad. All right, we had some really close ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It did, the results really didn't reflect uh, how tight some of the games were, but unfortunately, we just couldn't pull them out, which yeah. is okay. You know, happens. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Look, there was, a, there was a round, I think it was round four, where if the, if the U.S. team had beaten... The Swedish team they were playing, it would have ended the whole event right there. Or the German team. And the, the German, German team, team that they were playing, it would have ended the whole event right there. And they ended up losing. And it was like a, I think it was a sweep. It was a 5-0 sweep. But then the German players were like, no, it was really close on every single table. The, right. the 5-0 does not reflect. Right. Yeah. That, but, that is one or thing about. Or the 4-1, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. one thing about the team like dynamic in that sense where like it, it, it can be a sweep or a 4-1, but that doesn't mean that these games were not all down to the wire. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, please continue. All right. Uh, so then, uh, so that was the end of day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that night we I played a practice game with one of my teammates. Uh, mm-hmm. I was playing uh, Legion. I, I played my Cephalix, you know, just to... Kind of familiarize him with the matchup because there was quite sure. a few Cephalics there and yep, he had yep. never seen them before. Yeah, my sa- my Saturday night was pretty ugly because Adam Pricer, 
uh, did his Adam Pricer thing where he he Takes got me re- he got and, me really really drunk. <laughs> and the worst part is, I'd said to myself, you, I'm, "You agreed to this, not uh, this time, Adam, not well, this time." No, he knew what's happening when he left with Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I know his game, right? I know his gameplay, I know how it works. And I'm like halfway in, I'm like, "Oh no, I've fallen into He's the trap." He's got me again. He got <laughs> pouring you a beer. <laughs> well, what he does is he puts a new drink in your hand before your old one's really done. And so you don't realize you're you're drinking so much, and then and then at some point we all got kicked out of the hall at like midnight, Mm -hmm. and that's the only thing that stopped the whole process. Or I don't know if I would have been able to get up Sunday morning to judge. It was terrible, and and it's funny because Sunday morning in a team event, whether it's Boker Brawl or the WTC, you know, there's kind of a separation. They're the folks who are like, okay, we want to place as well as we can place tomorrow, and And then the folks who yeah. yeah, and the folks who are like, we're having so much fun. And uh, and Sunday morning, <laughs> one team had to drop because so many people had gotten sick from their team oh from drinking. God. That uh, no, yeah. So they were playing two down. What's oh they were playing two down. Yeah. Okay. So, so we actually played against the team. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> so we were doing so well as you could uh, tell uh, that we had to play against the, the Danish delights. Yeah. Uh, spread the net uh, around four. Yep. So they were uh, because of their uh, merrymaking the night before as well. They had two players out of commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we uh, so. We had, uh, yeah, it was, it was slightly stacked in our favor uh, going into that matchup process. Uh, we ended up saving uh, our Orgoth player and our Norwegian player. They had a buy round. They played each other. It was great. No. Uh, Guaranteed win. Yep. So I played into Grimkin. Uh, we got our Cricks into Scorn. We got our, or no, our Crater into Scorn and our, I forget who the Cricks player played, but it's relevant. Um, so we had some good games. I, again, was the only player on my team to actually win a game. So we almost lost this game. We almost lost this round being put two players down. <laughs> that would have been the most brilliant capstone to the weekend, right? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, I was able to close my game out. So, so finally, we won a round. Yes. Right, finally. Yeah. Finally, you winning the game yeah. won you the round. Yeah, it only took uh, severe levels of alcohol to make that happen. But... Right, right. That's the real strategy going yeah. into WTC is just right. buy people too. drinks. Yeah. Buy people so many drinks. Every everyone was like, so Sunday night I couldn't buy a drink. People were were gosh, I love that event so much. Uh, you know, people are grateful for your efforts. You know, the teams bring things for the other teams. You know, whether it's candies or, or whatever else, and 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 they trade jerseys. I actually got jerseys this year. People traded me nice. jerseys. Um, and uh, it, it, it's just it was nice to be you know because because when you're watch when you're judging and you're watching everybody play. Mm-hmm. And you want to be playing, yep. you know, yep. you know, like I'm like, familiar with that, the Boca Brawl, right? Yeah. Like I'm not good enough uh, to, to to make an alternate as a WTC player to get onto a WTC team. I could perhaps one day if they needed a, a mercenary team, like I could certainly go and play. You'd but, be a great ambassador. Yes, yes, but you know, so this is the only way I can participate. But then, like, you feel like you're missing out a little bit. But then, you know, people like I got jerseys, I got chocolates, I got. Uh, all sorts of neat things. It was great. And then I have I I, I should have probably led with this. Mm-hmm. John Swinkles and uh, Doug Hamilton come up to me and they're like, Seth, you two years you've been coming here, sacrificing your time, doing the judging. They gave me um, uh, the bomber. The bomb. Uh, what is this model? Nice. Called? Yeah. The sky bomber. The sky bomber that I promptly left behind in my room and Doug Hamilton had to had had to rescue for me. <laughs> and, 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 so yeah, so Doug Hamilton rescues it. We get through airport security and. We see him sitting in the in like yeah. the area near the, the board, right? And I'm like, isn't that Doug Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, 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 We're in Corey Doyle's jersey. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so walks so, 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 so over to him and he's like, hey, did you uh, did you take that model that I left in the room? No, no, I'd messaged him. Yeah. I'd messaged he's, he's him. Like, I, he's like, yeah, I took it. You know, yeah. here it is. 
And so then it, it and then he pulls, so he pulls that out and then says like, I can't fit this in my bag. So then I'm in the position where I have to smuggle strange packages into the country now. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> because we were, we were gone for security and I'm being handed uh, something new. What did they okay. expressly on the overhead announcement say, don't do? Don't do that. Yeah, but he was living dangerously. Thank you, Mr. King, for getting my uh, mom well, home we were for me. Hagen. They didn't say that there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, just an amazing weekend. It an amazing like weekend, it. and I'm really I'm happy that I get to be because I'd reached out to Ben Beckman, who's so the committee changes. Oh, you've got another round to talk about. I just about. have one more round. Please, I, I'm which sorry. Is fine. I, I, I'll just finish it up for real quick, and then we can you know yeah. wrap it up. Uh, so the last round we played Germany A38, um, which was it was a great team. Uh, we 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 did our best. Uh, we did, I got some good match. I felt decent about the matchups, right? I didn't feel badly about them. Um, However, we did end up losing this round of five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, so, 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 that I, doesn't yeah, tell the whole no, no, story. So I'll, These I'll, were I'll, all very close, no, I'm so, sure. It's funny, the, uh, our Legion player actually played into a Cephalix player, and he's like, oh, thank God I played this last night, so I know that one. Yeah, right, right, and, right. Uh, mm-hmm. And and he, uh, so they, that game came down to he had three seconds left. The Cephalix player had seven seconds left. Oh, my they goodness. were in like turn five, and neither of them had enough time to move another model. Right. So they were like, look, all I can do is pass the clock to you, and all you can do is pass the clock to me. So we're only going to score what we're scoring currently. So right. given that track up to turn seven, this is what the final score will be. Mm-hmm. And they had yeah. to basically had to call it that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was down to the wire. So it was yeah. it was wow. super it was super cool. close. Uh, I I actually myself. And it was that was that was the last game of the the whole event, right? Because that's that's where I walked up and Correct. and um, I think it was the the you said Legion, right? It was Legion and and Cephalix. and Cephalix. And was it the Legion player who? Like we were trying to explain that, look, guys, all you're doing is slapping the clock. This game's essentially over. Like, right. but but the, one of the guys just wanted to be assured that there wasn't a move he was missing. Like he's like, is there's you know, there's something I should be doing? Is there something I can do? And I'm like, look, I can't play the game for you. Right. right. But at the same time, you're the last game on the last day, and you've got just a couple seconds left. To just yeah. call the game, fellas. Did, right. did, didn't change the round outcome. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were all there to have a good time. So I was playing Scavers. I was playing in Scavers. Um, all my stuff's living. He got a ton of souls. Uh, basically, it's funny, we were playing King of the Hill, mm-hmm. and I know I was going to do play-by-play, play, but I want to talk about this game real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, I close out my square, and the, and I grab the flag in the center of the circle. Mm-hmm. I go up 2-1 on scenario. Now, mm-hmm. you think 2-1, not a big deal. He recognized immediately, as I recognized, that the game was now over. Oh. <laughs> so so, he, so, so he's, he did the math real quick, looked at the table, and goes, I have to kill you right now. Yeah. And I had run over this way. I was camping five. You run over to a right flank or a left yeah, flank. I was running over to the right flank, which is right under my zone that I had secured. Right. Uh, so how he uh, he had like 16 focus after he counted up all the souls. <laughs> uh, so he goes, all right. So he runs, he, well, he walks his arc node around. He walks out of melee. He gets to a point where he's not engaged by anything and has line of sight and gets the range to my caster. And he goes, all right, feet. And I'm going to drop the, the feast of worms on you. And then we go, excarnate, 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 <laughs> Now he needs boosted eights to hit. He hits every single one. Oh! Like, now, here's the mm-hmm. Boosted eights not hard, but you shouldn't hit all of them. Right, right. right. What's the what's the uh, uh, cost of that spell, excarnate? Uh, so it's three normally, but it's two because of Skyrus's feet. Okay, so but it's three because he's boosted them all. No. No, no, boosted. Oh, that sorry. That's boosted for his oh, feet. Gotcha. Um, so two, mm-hmm. and he's got 16, 16 focus? We well, have to hit the Feast of Worms first to knock my armor down by two. All right, so... Gotcha. Keep it's going. a lot. It's a yeah. lot. So he's hitting me. He's doing like two, three damage. Uh-huh. It's not great. It's not working out. He realized, like after my spend downs, he's like barely chipping me. And he realizes, like, oh, I got it. I should be boosting these. So mm-hmm. he starts, he boosts the last two. He does some decent damage. 
I spend out. He, I'm out of focus now. He has two focus left. He can cast a single excarnate. Cannot boost it. Has to hit the boosted eight. Has to hit a hard six. Right. Mm. Rolls exactly a six oh. <laughs> to kill me for, for the last attack of the game. Wow. And I was like, you can't make this crap up. That's yeah, right. It was, yeah. it was a great, it was a fantastic coach. I think we both jumped up like, oh my God. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. It didn't even matter that I lost. Those are the best part. games. Those are the best. Those, <laughs> Those look, the but best th- this is, these are the situations that War, Mach- War Machine creates quite uniquely in, 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 in mm-hmm. miniature gaming. So yeah, that's super amazing. That's great. Yeah. It, it was just a, a, such a fantastic time. So the, the, the committee, the WTC committee changes uh, every two years, apparently. I'm not on the committee. I am not on the committee. People sometimes reach out and say that I'm not on the committee. Hey, Seth, could you handle this for me? I cannot. I cannot because I'm not on the committee. Uh, so Ben Beckman is uh, uh, Germany. He's he's uh, apparently running the, the WTC uh, now. Uh, that's why they're in Dusseldorf. And I reached out to him, and I'm like, I, I asked Gil to introduce me on Facebook and it's like, hey, I'd love to continue to be head judge, not knowing at the time that they already arranged mm-hmm. to have Jason come back. And like, silence. I'm like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So like, I got back on the chat. I'm like, just to be clear, I don't need to be head judge. I just want to be part of the team. And he's like, oh, we'd love to have you. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Disaster averted. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wedded to the idea of head judge. Just happy to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. All right, so an amazing event. And then uh, this next one's in August. We don't have to wait till next October, which is good because I don't have to take time off of the school year. Bad because I'm going to have to, you know, use up more wife points. I was going to um, say, it's twice in one year, basically. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but also August well, is... Effect- effectively. Mm-hmm. August is our family vacation, and that's actually usually the week that we're away on our family vacation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to move some stuff. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, is well, is there any vacation she's been wanting to take that's not good to take in August that you might be able to cash that in on? Well, it's funny. I said to her, hey, we can make arrangements. Our kids are a little older. We can You can come with me this time. And she's like, she's well-traveled. I am not. She's like, I don't want to go to Germany. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, there it is. All right, she has, she has I'll just like, leave her in England and <laughs> ah, there you go. I mean, it is Europe. She could just not stay in Germany. Yeah, that's not really an option. Uh, you know, that, that that sounds like a recommendation from an unmarried man. Uh, so, it is. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right, so WTC, it's a wrap. It was amazing. And I'll tell you one thing I found very interesting, just the last thing to say about it. The number of European podcasts that now exist... Like a, mm, a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, like I want to mm-hmm. say two or three folks came out of this event saying we're now going to do a podcast, which is great because the more content that's out there, I think it's just better. It, it creates awareness. And everyone had the same comment. Everyone's metas took a hit. It was foolish to pretend that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going to pretend that the, the whole hobby didn't take a huge hit. But everyone, no matter where in the world they were, were saying very similar things. Um, hey, we're getting a couple players back. Hey, we just ran a demo. Like, like yep. the, the metas are starting to build again. Yep. They are not building... In the droves that they did in Mark uh, One and Two, where we had people G- aren't fleeing 40k. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. GW yeah. is not kicking people out over to us. Right. So um, I know you had just said that uh, uh, you know in the in the new store where we're trying to make an effort, where you now have three people interested in playing. Yep, yep. We got one consistent, and then two potentially demos for this week. So yeah, uh, so yeah, things are building everywhere, gang. So uh, you know, good work all. Yeah. All right, so I had nothing else for us unless you had a topic that you wanted to talk about, Mr. Rabideau? Well, more like a preview. So, because I think this this would be a good topic for our next episode. Okay. Um, So, the Longshanks is now being used for, or, you know, has been used. um, And it's, it's got its pluses, it's got its minuses. Yep. I think lists, like, 
list selection, list like list viewing is a lot harder. List checking obviously is a lot harder using long shanks. Uh, but the data you can get out of it initially maybe is not as good as conflict chamber was. But I think the post event data Analytics, is yeah. way better. You love post event yes. data. Cannot get enough. I've been looking now. at it for the past ten minutes, and I think I think we should discuss. I like I'll take some time. I'll you know reach some conclusions, like like aggregate some things. But it's just so interesting because you can look at okay the C Raiders, uh, you know their games. They had forty five games, forty two percent overall win rate. Uh, a 67% win rate when they went first, a 26% win rate, win rate when they went second. Interesting. So like, now I'm wondering, okay, what are the other they had, well, they had 18, the reason their win rate is, is only 42 is because they only had 18 games where they went first. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, they go a lot better when they go first, you know, versus sure. going second. So sure. are there armies that are even? Are there armies that like confusingly go better going second? I, like, I think, I think these are all things we should I, talk about. I think about. right now, I think mean, it's a little... Mm-hmm. My contribution so probably won't be on the yeah. next one. But uh, I think that it has a lot to do with the old Steamroller packet and the new models. Mm-hmm. I think that this current, the way the, the Steamroller we're playing right now is not particularly designed for those models. And it's mm-hmm. not how they thought about the game when they were writing it. So I think going first right now has an extreme advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, an extreme uh, power curve. You have to have a real good reason for wanting to go second. All right. Uh, so I'm going to say this. When you aggregate the data, keep it. Because then we can compare it to Boker Brawl data. Right. And, right. and and because that'll be the new oh, steamroller, yeah, yeah cool, and yeah. see if there are any changes. Yeah, and, and especially for a game like uh, an event like this, it's interesting. So forty five games indicates that there were nine players. So because then they each played five rounds, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. um, so you can immediately see like, okay, so that's nine players versus, and and then you can look at other things where it's like, okay, so this this list only had five rounds. That means it was a single person. We're looking at a single person's record. You know, this data is maybe not useful, but it's just like it's it's very. Very yeah. good. Let's I'm see what we can find see. out. All right. So, uh, anyone have any closing thoughts they want to share before we uh, we, we roll this one out? Mm, no, I think that was it for that me. That was your closing that thought. That was my closing thought. Mr. King, as always, we so appreciate when you come on. We love the insights that you have to share. Thank you for joining us. Exactly. All right. And then this is Seth Cohen saying, you know, the people who like playing Gotcha War Machine like it until they're the ones who got got. <laughs>